0: Everything yet, you know. I think they do, but we're using the name of Jesus, man. We need to know what, what that is, you know. We need to get to know that who is Jesus, you know. So welcome back to our Wednesday night Bible study. I, I said Bible study. <laughs> and we got to research the Bible. We got to get into the Bible, into the Word. Not every message is a Holler and jumping down message you know but but we gotta we gotta get get it in us you know Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you my father. So the title tonight you know the subject is I want to know you Jesus hey. who came hungry to learn? Hey. who came hungry not only to learn but to obey what you learn hey. That's what will change you. The obedience of God's word. So, who wants to know Jesus more? You know, I think it's so important. You know, because uh, if if you don't know someone that you you're worshiping, you're you're saying thank you, and you really don't know that person that well, it doesn't work as well as when you know that person. You know that that person is, you know, if, if you know me, you know that if I tell you something, I'm going to deliver. You know. When you don't know someone, you just we just hope they deliver. You know. Thank you, my father. So let's start by turning to the Book of Colossians uh, in the Passion translation. If you don't have the Passion, then you got to listen to me and take notes. Hallelujah, Colossians 1.15 in the passage. He is the divine portrait. Who is he? Jesus is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God, and the firstborn heir of all creation. That's a good start right there. I always tell you, bring your notebook, write notes. So somebody asks you, well, who who, who is this Jesus you're worshiping? He is the true divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God. That's, That's who he is. And the firstborn heir of all creation. See, most religious, religious, church-going men and women do not know Jesus like that. You know that I never knew Jesus for like. I mean, I was already old. You know, past thirty, I think, or forty. When I, uh, and I, 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 never knew Jesus. I knew Catholic. You know, but nobody ever told me who Jesus was. You know? I know that he died on the cross, and so I was when I prayed. I was praying. For a person that was hanging on a cross, I didn't know anything else. So everything had to be taken. I just had to repeat what I heard, you know. So in verse 16, you know, it says, for through the Son everything was created. Underline that. Everything was created through this Jesus that we're praising. Both in the heavenly realm and in earth, all that is all that is seen and all that is unseen, every, every seat of power, ram of government, principalities, and authority, it was, a, it was, a created, it was a created through him and for his purpose. And once you get to know somebody like that, man, I'm, I'm getting close to somebody that's powerful here, you know? man. In Colossians 1:15 and 16, uh, in the message translations, listen to this. We look at this son and see the God who cannot be seen. So you want to see God. A lot of people talk about God this and God that. If, if you want to see God, then look at Jesus. Because you can see God, but you can see Jesus. Hallelujah. We look at the son And see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, everybody say everything. everything. See, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels. Everything got started in Him, and finds His purpose in Him. He was there before any of it came into existence. And holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, he organizes it and holds it together like a head does a body. He is the head of the church. Amen. Man, when you, once you learn this and, you, and then you go home and study it and repeat it over and over, all of a sudden it's going to hit you. Who is this Jesus that saved me? Who is this Jesus that's in me? And, and whatever he has, you have. He said, I give you authority. That's, that's, you're not going to have authority until you find out really who he is, where he came from. And then, then you can take his word to the bank. Like, he, he gave me authority to cast out devils. See, I'm not doing it on my own. It's because he gave me authority. Who? This, this visible God that I can see that represents the invisible God that I cannot see, the Father. Oh, Hallelujah. A few weeks ago, I taught on on the importance of of knowing who the person of the Holy Spirit is. I said some uh, I said some confess to have been baptized in the, in the Holy Spirit, praying tongues, but really don't know who the who the person of the Holy Spirit is. You'd be surprised how many come up and pray in tongues and. They don't know why they're doing it. They're just doing it, you know, by faith. But they don't know who the Holy Spirit is, you know. When you find out that the Holy Spirit is your teacher, your guide, your protector, he's in you. He won't let nothing happen unless he keep, gives you a warning. And you start talking to him just like he's sitting next to you in the driver's seat. Then you start knowing who he is. Hallelujah. You know that's sad. You know that you that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you still don't know who He is. And a lot of people that come up here, they they we pray for them, we lay hands on them, but then when they leave, they still didn't know what happened. So what happened? You have to be in Wednesday. You have to come Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and all of a sudden, all things start putting together. Says, "Oh wow, that's what happened to me." You know, because you're not going to know the first day that something happened. You're just gonna take the word that the preacher told you, but but you're gonna to have to understand yourself who he is. Now, remember how many old enough to remember the Am uh, it might still be on because I don't watch television anymore, but uh the newly wed game. <laughs> Man, I used to watch it years ago, right? Not, I don't know if it's still on, but the newly wed game. All right. And so 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 they would ask uh they would ask one of the one of the husband or the wife a question, you know, uh, and 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 the other the the spouse didn't know <laughs> about each other, right? They don't. They didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that, you know. No, see, and that's living with somebody married to him. So, somebody even today would say, "Man, I really don't know my wife." I mean, if you ask a question, what would she do in this case? You had to think twice, like, oh, you know. And, and, and that's, that's what happens with the Holy Spirit and Jesus. A lot of people don't really know who he is. See? And when they ask you, what would he do for you today? You know, like, like I hear a lot of people getting colds and stuff, and they're confessing Jesus is, is my healer. Well, you have to really know who he is and know that he has the power to heal you because he said he would. Hallelujah. Man, in the message, you know, uh, Paul, you know, Paul prayed in Philippians three, the same prayer that we're praying, you know, to know Him, you know. And in the message, he said, "I gave it all. I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally." See, you have to give up something in order to get to know something. So you can't, you can't, you know, expect to know more if if you don't. Empty out the closet, you know. In my case, I had to empty out television and sports, and I had to, you know. I mean, you know, I, I know Chris must get mad at me every day because he always asks me, "Do I want to watch something?" And I said, "No, you know. You want to watch a no?" <laughs> and you get to the point. It's funny, you know, but you get to the point where I don't even know where the clickers are, or, or which button I push anymore, you know. So if I had to, you know. But, but, but I have to give that up. I have to, you don't have to do it. I have to do it in order to get more of God. You know? Thank you, my Father. So, tonight, I will put you in remembrance of who Jesus is. The one who regenerated and made alive the spirit that was once in us. Jesus, the one that turned our stony heart into a heart of flesh. Jesus, the one that sent the Holy Spirit to us. Who is Jesus? Are you ready to learn? Jesus was and is the creator of the universe and of, the, and, and of this world. And when you know that, do you think he can't heal a common cold? <laughs> the Gospel of John, first chapter. Verse 3 in the kingdom tells us, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The Living Bible puts it this way. He created everything. There is nothing exists that he did not make. So there's nothing that he can't fix. He made it. <laughs> he can fix it. He made you, he made me. He knows our weakness. He can fix it, and he will do it because he loves us. I believe we will we will know someone better, and understand the way that the that they think after we visit their home. How many really know? You, you, a lot of times you think of someone very highly, and then you visit their home and and turn around, leave with shaking your head like, <laughs> man, you know they're not like what I thought they were because at home you yourself you know man it's quiet in here <laughs> we have to visit their home where they live uh, the decorations do they keep the house clean do they mop the floor you know or at least make an effort of doing all that you know sometimes it's hard you know <laughs> I have this. I got a person comes to my house almost every day over here. Sometimes I I get mad because she grabs the room and starts sweeping. I said, Don't sweep the floor, it's our job, you know. (laughs) But once they come to the house and leave, then they get a different impression of you. This person's for real. It's not a fake, you know. Hallelujah. So. I think we need to visit Jesus' home, don't you think? Yeah. Did you agree with that? Do yeah. you, you, you want to know our Savior better? Yeah. Right. So let's visit his home. The real home or the place he created for himself and for us. Because uh-huh. we'll eventually wind up with him. Hey, 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 eventually for us, we're going we're gonna to dwell in there. Who has gotten a glimpse of his home? I'm telling you, I, I'm doing this because I know there's people that haven't heard a lot of this. There's some of us older guys been here for a long time. You heard it because we teach the things over and over, you know. But but some of you that are brand new believers say, "Man, I didn't know this." You know, Hallelujah. Who would like to get a glimpse? <laughs> uh, who doesn't care? <laughs> wants me to shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So let me get a volunteer. And I I, I had a... So Courtney, you ready? She, she, she was a volunteer, but I picked her. <laughs> so so you're going gonna, gonna to... Revelation 21, 10 to 21 in the Living Bible... And it's all right there.
1: In a vision, he took me to a towering mountain peak, and from there I watched that wondrous city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of the skies from God. I was filled with the glory of God and flashed and glowed like a precious gem, crystal clear like jasper. Its walls were broad and high with 12 gates guarded by 12 angels. And the names of the 12 tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on each side, north, south, east, and west. The walls had 12 foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The angel held in his hand a golden measuring stick to measure the city and its gates and walls. When he measured it, he found it was a a square as wide as it was long. In fact, it was the form of a cube, for its height was exactly the same as its other dimensions, 1,500 miles each way. Then he measured the thickness of the walls and found them to be 216 feet across. The angel called out these measurements to me using standard units. The city itself was pure, transparent gold like glass the wall was made of jasper and was built on 12 layers of foundation stones inlaid with gems the first layer with jasper the second with sapphire the third with chalcedony the fourth with emerald the fifth with sardonyx the sixth layer with sardis the seventh with crystallite, the eighth with beryl, the ninth with topaz, the tenth with crystal praise, the eleventh with jacinth, the twelfth with amethyst. The twelve gates were made of pearls, each gate with a single pearl, and the main street was pure, transparent gold like glass." The main street was pure, transparent gold like glass.
0: Hallelujah. Now you know why women like jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus created him like that, you know. Transparent gold, not pavement, not concrete. (laughs) Walking on streets of gold. Not gold, transparent gold. Hmm. Let me ask you a question Who could design and create such a magnificent dwelling place? Hmm. Hallelujah. So, for the answer, turn to Psalms 24, verse 10, and the Passion Translation. It says on verse 10, you ask, who is this king of glory? He's the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, the invisible commander of the heaven's host. Yes, he is the king of glory. Hmm. The Bible says pause on this, you know, it tells you to pause and meditate on this presence, you know. So when you read the word, don't just go right through it. It tells you right there, you know, see, pause in his presence. Right after you read that, man, you have to pause and take it in. Who is the skin of glory? The Lord of victory. You know what's so needed when you finally understand all this and you know who you are? I've had several people that have died uh, in, the, in the past, at, some at the hospital, some at, the, at, at their house. And and I went I arrived there like that day and read the description of where they're going. I mean they're Christians, you know, full of the Holy Ghost. And I read the descriptions. You know, one one of them is uh is Deborah, you know, uh, uh Booze and Mo's mom, you know. And, then, and uh, she was she started Love in Action here. And and she uh whatever happened I don't remember what happened, but she was in the hospital and uh I went in the hospital room and I sit with her and read this. And that's and then I went home that same night she she went on to be with the Lord, you know, to this house. And that's happened several times in my in my in my ministry. That I go to the hospital and I know kind of I have a feeling that this is is get getting, getting to the end and I'll I'll read this. I, I, this is where you're going. This is the king of glory. He, this is where your dwelling place is gonna be. You know, I mean, it's, it's not suffering here on earth. You know, once the doctors are given he giving up hope, and you got to go to hospice and all that. No, that's not that's not a place to go. You know, place to go is home to be with Him. But you got to know Him. You're not going to want to be there because you don't understand. You 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 have fear. But when you know Him, when you really really know who Jesus is and was and what He did for you, you won't have no fear. I mean, you're ready. Psalms 24, 10 in the the message, who is this king of glory? God of the angel armies, he is king glory. Who is this king of glory? Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. Everyone say that. Who is this king of glory? Jesus, your Lord. So let's go further. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus our Lord? Turn to John 10, verse 30 in the NLT. Everything that you want to know is in the word. You don't have to take nobody else's word for it. John 10, verse 30 in the NLT. The Father and I are one. That's who he is. The Father and I are one. He is God, he is Jesus. He's our Lord. He's our, our king of glory. He's our redeemer, he's our savior. He's our healer. And him and God are one. John 11:9 says Jesus speaking to Philip who told Jesus, show us the Father? John 14, 9 in the Amplified says, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time and you don't know you don't know me yet? Philip, n- no, recognize dearly who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? I guess Philip asked that dumb question, right? And he got the answer. You know, He said, how long have I been with you? And you don't know me. So here's a question for us. How long have you been walking with Jesus? Imagine. Jesus asking me, asking you or I, have I been with you for so long a time and you don't know me yet? I'm, ta- I'm talking to somebody because there's there's a lot of new believers that th- that, and, and old believers have been walking in the church for years, but they don't know Jesus. They know pastors, you know, they know uh, evangelists. They, they make gods out of them, you know, but they don't know the real Jesus. Come on. I don't think you're getting this yet. That name of Jesus should be in your lips at all times. The Father and Jesus are one. Say that. And the Spirit is in us. Man. Melchizedek well, in uh in Genesis referred to God as the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Remember, God and Jesus are one. In Exodus 9.29, Moses said that the earth is the Lord's. Joshua said in 3.11, God is Lord of all the earth. 1 Chronicles 29.11-12, and write this down so you can study them. 1 Chronicles 29, 11, 7, and the Amplified. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens, on the earth, yours is the dominion of and kingdoms, O Lord. And you exalt yourself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand is power and might. And it is in your hands to make great and to give strength to everyone. That's a prayer right there. You, you, could, you could get into this right here, this scripture, and, and pray it as a prayer for you. Every word here is powerful. God himself spoke to Job and told him in Job eleven eleven and IV, Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. Now once you know that Jesus, that Jesus man you you're, you're home free. Everything that, that that Jesus in me owns everything. The living Bible, I will no one anything everything belongs to me. Hallelujah. you got to get it once you get it, man, you're not going to be the same. Some of you got straight faces like you don't understand what I'm saying. But when you get it, man, you're going to have to smile. You know, say, so, man, I came one way, but I'm not leaving the same. I'm leaving with knowledge. I'm leaving with, with the descriptions of my father's house where I'll wind up. He's the creator of heaven and earth, and he's in me. He owes no man anything. Hallelujah. Because everything belongs to him. We can say what he says. Are you with me? Wow, wow, wow. Can you yell, Jesus? Jesus. See now it's gonna be different when you say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is the Jesus you're thanking. Amen. The word is so good Amen. to know him. Wow, to know him. David said in Psalms 28.1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of the world and they that dwell therein. He also said in Psalms 104.24, the earth is full of riches. God himself said in Psalms 50. 10 to 13 in the Passion Translation. Make notes of this and you can look them up yourself. Every animal... Of the field and forest belongs to me, the Creator. I know every movement of the birds in the sky, and every animal of the field is is in my thoughts. The entire world and everything contains and everything in it can, contains is mine. If I were hungry, do you think I would tell you? For all that I have created, the fullness of the earth is mine. Am I fed by your sacrifices? Of course not. I guess, he told, I guess he told us, right? Right there, he just told us, you know. Be quiet. Sit down and be quiet. I'm not asking you for a meal. <laughs> Hallelujah. He needed us, uh, and we need him. But he didn't need us. We need him. Don't forget Jesus and God are one. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. In the Amplified Classic. Do you not discern and understand that the whole church of Corinth or God's temple, his sanctuary, and, and the God's spirit has been uh, permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. When you know that you go to a church when they tell you the truth that Jesus is Jesus is the head of our church and that Jesus is in everyone in here. Once they accept that Jesus is their Lord and ask Him to come in them, you you should you ha- you you have a different look in your face, different step. You smile now instead of frown because you know he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world the body of Christ the church we are his body that was the temple that, that that he called that that he called as as good as that what's what's better than that he will comfort that church without spot or wrinkle Isaiah 66.1 in the Amplified. Thus said the Lord, Heaven is my my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house would you build for me? And what kind of of resting place? In the Living Bible, 66.1 Isaiah, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What temple can you build for me? As good as that. How many times does he have to tell you that he don't need you? You need him.
2: Amen.
0: You need to keep him and the lip on your lips day and night. Amen. Hey guy 2 6 and he amplified. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. He said it. The Lord of hosts said it. And if he says so, it's so. Are you getting to know him better? Are you? I guess you're not. I know there's somebody here that's learning something. So you're getting to know him better. Get excited. He made you to be his son, his daughter. He has all the gold, all the silver. Why are you hurting? Have you asked? He said, ask, and I shall shall give it to you. Come on. Yo, glory. Glory. I'm getting excited. Man, I was getting excited when I was reading all this. I think Myra calls it uh, getting crunk or something. I'm getting crunk. (laughs) Hallelujah. Zechariah referred, referred to God in Zechariah 6, 5. In the King James, and the angel answered and said unto me, this are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. Hallelujah. In Zechariah 2.14, the King James, then he said, this are the two anointed ones that stand in the Lord of the whole earth. The Lord... Of the whole earth. Let's turn to the, let's turn to the New Testament, and let's go to what Paul says in First Corinthians ten twenty-six, in NIV. For the earth of the Lord's is everything. At, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Philippians two six eleven. In the passion, he existed in the form of God. Yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as a supreme price. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be re- revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Wow. Because of the obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest names of all. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow, every reverence, everything and everyone will one day submit to the name in the heavenly realms and in the earthly realms. And in the demonic realm, every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ, the Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God, his Father. Are you learning something? Verse 11 says, as translated from the Ar- Ar- Aramaic, the Greek sees the word cucurius, which is not the higher name of God, but the Hebrew, Yahweh, or Jehovah, Latin. It's the highest name. This verse makes it clear that the name given to Jesus at his ex- exaltation was Lord Jehovah or Lord Yahweh. The Hebrew name for Jesus is Yeshua. God is a saving cry. A name He gave you, and one and, and He gave you and me, and the right to use His name. Hallelujah. And closely, let me see what God's word says uh, Jesus is. He tells us, Jesus is the door. Hmm. The way. John 10, 11, he is the good shepherd. And he lays down his own life for the sheep. John eleven twenty five. 25, he is the miracle worker. In John 14, 6, he is the way. He is the truth, and he is the life. He says to know him is to know the Father. In Isaiah 9, 6, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wow. Revelation 1, 8, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is and he was, and he is to come. And he lives in us. Jesus. Huh. The name above every name. that at that name, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, I gave you a lot of scriptures. Now, somebody has to come and tell me, wh- what are they? Because I know you wrote them down, right? Yeah. Who's gonna go home and say, "Man, I should have wrote some of those down. I didn't write them down, so I could look them up." I know somebody here has them all. I like those notebooks. The one that has them all. And you know, I mean, I told you, I give you a lot of scriptures to back up who Jesus is. Everyone here, sitting here tonight should know Jesus better than everyone that's not here. Who learned something tonight? Still early. Who's brave enough to raise your hand and tell me what they learned? This was hard, you know. This is not an easy lesson. What did you learn? Oh, Jesus is number one. There's a lot of deep things in Jesus. How did you relate to Jesus? How are you going to look at the name of Jesus from today on? How are you going to pray from today on? I mean, every every, every scripture that I gave you today can be used as a prayer to thank him. Every one of them. I don't have no brave people today, huh? What now? Can we get again? again? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess I could mention the scriptures, and you can just write them down, right? Colossians one fifteen. But remember passion. Write them down, cause I, you got to study this. Th- then you got to teach it. <laughs> Philippians three, ten, and eleven in a message. Hallelujah. Who is Jesus? John one, three, King James.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Revelation twenty one, ten to twenty one. That describes his home and your future home. Psalms, uh, Psalms twenty fourteen in the passion, and Psalms twenty fourteen in the message. John eleven nine. Hmm. John fourteen nine. Exodus nine twenty nine. 1 mm-hmm. First Chronicles 29 11-12 in the amplified. I told you there's a lot. Yeah. First Chronicles 29 11 to 12 amplified. Uh, Joshua said oh, th- Joshua 3 11. Remember, some of this in the Living Bible, some of this in the Passion, so kind of research. David said in Psalms 24.1, and then Psalms 104.24, Psalms 50, 10-13 in the Passion, Isaiah 66.1, one, the Amplified, and in the Living Bible, sixty-six 1, 1 Corinthians 3.16 guy 28 Zechariah 6 5 King James Zechariah 414 in the King James first chronic first uh, Corinthians 1026 and NIV Philippians 2 6 and 11 in the passion mm-hmm John ten eleven. Is the door of the way? John eleven twenty five. John fourteen six. Revelation one eight. And that should be. I might have missed one or two, but that's. That'll be good if you can study those. <laughs> and then tell me next week. I got a report. <laughs> Hallelujah. yeah I, I didn't have that scripture. I just mentioned that scripture. you know that's in my heart. <laughs> every knee will bow and every tongue confess that, that Jesus that Jesus Christ is Lord. Eventually, what the scripture means is eventually everyone, believers or not believers or who will confess Jesus as your Lord, eventually you know they all fall on their knees when they see what's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> That's probably there, one of the ones I gave you. I just mentioned the scriptures. Oh. Everybody happy? <laughs> I see everybody I recognize, so I'm sure that y'all are... Uh, you know, the fanatic ones. All the fanatic ones are here. Hallelujah. So, who can close? Where am I going? You want to close?
2: Do you like Pastor Sandy. You make a powerful altar call. You know, Pastor, you, you touched on, on one of my favorite scriptures of the Psalm 24. It's actually part of my confession every morning, and it's been for years. Uh, I remember the beginning of my walk, I mean, Scripture was pivotal because, you know, I was dealing with so much, and the Lord was purifying me, and, you know, there was still stuff lingering. And, um, but it's, of course, it's a Psalm of David. And I, I was sitting there, and I was just, inside I was just crying into and, and myself, just on the inside. and. Because I know, I know what it, meant. Uh, it means to me to, to have a clean hands and a pure heart. And that's my confession. Every morning, Lord, help me. And he's done it. I mean, he's done it. It's not that. He's done it for us. And, and, and I'll read it. It says, who may ascend to the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his glory, in, in his holy place he who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation this is Jacob the generation of those who seek you, who seek your face you know the true, true riches of